Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 28th of June 2020. My name is Peter Walker and I welcome today our readings by Anne Gibbs and prayers led by John Alexander Head. Our music is once again provided by the Choral Scholars of St Martin in the Fields and there's an accompanying text file on the website with the order of service for you to follow if you wish. Wherever you may be, I hope that this service provides comfort and encouragement to you in your faith. We begin with our opening hymn, How Great Thou Art, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder.
And now we turn our thoughts to confession. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. We pray together. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. May Almighty God, who sent his Son into the world to save sinners, bring you his pardon and peace, now and forever. Amen. And the collect for this Sunday. Almighty God, you have broken the tyranny of sin and have sent the Spirit of your Son into our hearts, whereby we call you Father. Give us grace to dedicate our freedom to your service, that we and all creation may be brought to the glorious liberty of the children of God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 to 14. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and he carried himself and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. 
Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, The Lord Will Provide. And to this day it is said, On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Matthew chapter 10, verses 40 to 42. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. Anyone who receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who receives a righteous man, because he is a righteous man, will receive a righteous man's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. Heavenly Father, as we turn again to your word, we pray that you would speak to us, direct our lives and make us more like Jesus. Amen. In Genesis 22 and verse 14, we read, So Abraham called that place, The Lord Will Provide, or in the older versions of the Bible, Jehovah Jireh. This is a name full of rich associations in the history of the church. I think, for instance, of George Muller and Hudson Taylor. For them both, God's provision included not just spiritual resources, but tangible gifts like buildings and daily food for hundreds of people committed to their care. So sure was George Muller of the call of God to the work of looking after orphans in Bristol And so sure was Hudson Taylor of the call of God to extend the church in China that they both staked everything on the promise of God. The Lord will provide. Their principle was that the greater includes the lesser. God, they believed, would not only provide Jesus, but also every necessity for the fulfilment of Jesus' work. Both these men endured tremendous hardships and they never asked for money, but they trusted that God would choose his own ways to supply their needs. They saw God provide and their work goes on. Trusting God like this is not easy and that's what Genesis 22 is all about. The anguish and unanswered questions of the father and the son of Abraham and Isaac. This, when you think about it, is faith tested to the extreme. There had been years and years of waiting and trusting. Now Abraham and Sarah have a son, Isaac, in their old age. The boy is growing up. When Abraham is tested in ways that are contrary both to human love and compassion and also contrary to the promise of God. For God had said, through Isaac your descendants will be named. Yet God called Abraham by name 
and told him to offer as a burnt offering your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. There's no room for misunderstanding. Abraham bears this alone. He doesn't tell Sarah. How could he? Abraham and some servants and Isaac set off on a three-day journey to Mount Moriah. We don't really know much about Moriah, except that 2 Chronicles chapter 3 and verse 1 says that this is the name of the place where Solomon built the temple, the spot where the plague of Jerusalem was halted by God's angel in the time of David. Not so very far, therefore, in fact, from Calvary. Hints of Abraham's faith are spelt out in his words to the servants. I and the lad will go, uh, we will worship, and we will come back. But can we imagine the pain of the moment when Isaac asks his dad, Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham replies, God will provide. Jehovah Jireh. Yireh literally means to see, in the sense here of God will see the need and God will see to it. Isaac, I suppose, must have shared at least some of his father's faith or he could easily have escaped from a hundred-year-old dad. But they build the altar they arrange the wood. Isaac is bound and placed on the altar and they both hear the voice intervening to to ensure Isaac's release. There close by them was the ram caught in a thicket, the sacrificial lamb. Isaac experienced substitutionary salvation. Abraham had proved beyond doubt that he feared God because he had not withheld his only son. Now, for years after, Israel knew that God did not require human sacrifice. And yet, and yet in the end, only a human sacrifice could atone for sin. Abraham's words were prophetic. God will provide himself a lamb. John the Baptist was later to cry out, Behold, the Lamb of God! Though John the Baptist may also have been thinking of the Passover lamb, or even the lamb led to the slaughter in Isaiah 53. It is significant too that the uh, instruction to Abraham concerns your only son, sometimes retranslated as your beloved son, because that's the same title given to Jesus at his baptism and at the temptation too. This, says the voice from heaven, is my beloved or only son. And herein, it seems to me, lies the deepest mystery in this passage. For when we see Abraham's pain Walking up that hill with Isaac, we see a little too of the pain of Father God as Jesus walks towards Jerusalem 
or prays in the garden, If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. There is so much suffering and anguish in this world today. From the experience of racism that so many have suffered over the centuries, to the fear and sickness and bereavement sweeping our world through this pandemic. The Bible doesn't provide simple answers to any of this. We must each do whatever we can. But the consistent message of the Bible, from beginning to end, is that God does see and God will see to it. Jehovah Jireh. God saw to it that there was a lamb on Moriah. God saw the suffering of Israel in Egypt and he set them free. God saw the need of humanity for a saviour and he sent his only son, Jesus. And God sees your situation today and he will see to it too if you trust him and work with him. He may not do it the way you want, but he will do it nonetheless. As Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, your heavenly Father knows what you need. Seek first his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you as well. Be encouraged this morning by the faith of Abraham, and trust God. Amen. Our next hymn is We Have a Gospel to Proclaim Good News for All Throughout the Earth.
let us bring our prayers to the Father. Lord, we adore and praise you that through the teachings of Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit, we may know and love your holy name. God of love, hear our prayer. Lord, sometimes when tested, we fail. Forgive us when we drift away from your standards or fail to place our confidence in you. God of love, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you that by your word we are no longer slaves to sin. God of love, hear our prayer. Loving Father, we pray that you send comfort to those bowed down by grief at the loss of loved ones in recent months. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray, Lord, that you will give confidence to those people who are fearful of the consequences of lockdown ending. God of love, hear our prayer. Lord, we ask that you provide comfort and opportunity for those threatened by or experiencing job loss. God of love, hear our prayer. Jesus taught us to call God our Father. So, in faith and trust we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine, Lord, is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn, And Can It Be That I Should Gain?
You may have heard that the government will soon permit some services to restart in our church buildings. I, the church wardens, the PCCs and other leaders are considering what this might look like. And at the moment, I'm afraid the regulations mean there will be no singing, no sharing of Holy Communion, no exchanging the peace, no refreshments. There will have to be limited numbers too. So we're planning how to take this forward step by step. Please pray for us for wisdom as we develop our plans. It's likely to take a few weeks and to start rather slowly, so we will keep you informed. We'll also continue these recorded services so that if you cannot join us in person, you can still be part of our worship uh, online. Now let me pray for you all. May God, who clothes the lilies and feeds the birds of the sky, who leads the lambs to pasture and the deer to water, who multiplied loaves and fishes and changed water to wine, lead us, feed us, multiply us, and change us to reflect the glory of our Creator now and through all eternity. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.